Toronto, what that hotline bling? What's up, my audience? You used to call me on my cell phone. <laughs> Late night when you need my love. Call me on my cell phone. <laughs> Is this karaoke Late podcast? Night when you need my love. I know what that hotline bling. <laughs> hey, how come you have a nail polish on your thumb? What? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? You do. You have like a little dot of black nail polish. No way, dude. Are you aware of that? No. <laughs> well. That was not intentionally I'm here to done. tell you. Well, you must be mistaken. I don't think so. It must be Miss Kevin Bacon. I think it might be a bug. I think it's just, just me taking a walk on the wild side. <laughs> Next time you see me, I, I hope not. have a little dinger in there. No. You're going to go the transgender route? This is the start. It all started with a, <laughs> with a dot on a your dot thumb. of nail polish on my thumb. <laughs> oh, you know what? I could see that all over my body. No. Yep. It's a slippery slope. Being a woman's tough. I don't recommend it. Slippery slope. You don't have to be. And that slippery is Astroglide. <laughs> <laughs> and no. That, and that slippery is KY Jelly. No. Yep. No. Makes it extra slippy. No. Slippity dippity do. Please. I know what that hotline bling. I know what that everything. You're being serenaded by the melodic sound. You used to of call Jake me on my cell phone. <laughs> I could be Drake. Hey, we got a lot to talk Maybe about. You, my you think love. you could be J- Drake? I could be Jake. You could be Jake. Could be Jake. <laughs> you could be the combo of Drake and Jake. And just be Jake. <laughs> the combo. Also known as jake yeah drake's cool and i you know i agree with you he's hard work and keeps his head down yeah he keeps out of the news you gotta hand the guy he makes a lot of money stays out of the news what do you want you know yeah. he's not like bieber and kanye where he's in fucking the news egg and houses and being a fool I know. It's true. and he has like a fucking yolo estate he throws lavish parties we don't even know about him we don't even hear about him. we, <laughs> we don't, don't ever hear right. about him it's, it's true hand it to the guy Put, just put out another album, Future and Drake. Go get that. It's on Spotify. I got it. You, you don't got, got it. it. Yeah, I'm way Maybe cool. I got I'm it. super cool. You don't know what I got. I'm in talking to the audience. I got like, lots of shit that you don't have. Nope. Uh, is that an e-cigarette mm-hmm. that you're puffing on? Mm-hmm. I don't approve because partially because I don't want that in my face. Dude, it's just a vapor, bro. I don't want the vapor in it's my face. It's just vapor, bro. Dude, it's just vapor. It's just a vapor. So uh, we saw Black Mass, and we are going to give it a review. We're going to give it a review. For those of you who don't know, it's the movie starring Johnny Depp about Whitey Bulger about. and his relationship with uh, John Connolly, FBI agent. And John Gotti. made him a snitch. And, it's about uh, John Gotti, the mobster. No, it might have been more interesting. Actually, here's the sad part. The story itself, there's so much there that could be interesting. Well, the real story is more interesting than the fucking movie, yeah. man. They didn't do the, the story justice, the no. source material. Like, all of the things that that man's responsible for. And he was, like, the fucking... Like, bad man. Well, he's a bad, man, bad but, man, but it's like that... Like mobster celebrity thing that yeah. Al Capone had, where yeah, and John Gotti had, where it's like everyone in the city knows him and what he does, and yet no one can touch him. Yeah, and, the Teflon Don. And they don't, and they don't really convey that That's in the Gotti. in the film, you know. 
in the Whitey Bulger well, film. What, and we've talked about th- what bothers me. Well, let's set this up a little bit. So what they've chosen instead of kind of going the route of the origins of Whitey's story to focus on the story between his childhood friend, John Conley, who is now who became an FBI, FBI agent, agent and basically recruited him as an informant because they were trying to bring down the Italian mafia, the Angelo family in uh, the North End. And mm-hmm. Because he's like, we're both from Southie. We'll work together. We'll take down the Italians. They're your competition. You work with me. I can take them down. And then it won't cut in on your business. You know. So he's right. pitching it to him like a fucking business proposition for As real. An alliance, as remember an alliance. Remember they call it. And, and Whitey, at least according to this film, sees it as not being a rap but an alliance. And it's brokered he between it them. The two men, the deal is brokered between them by Billy Bulger, who was Whitey's brother, who was... The most powerful man in the Massachusetts, Massachusetts State Senate. For he God was the, spe- you know, the head of the Massachusetts Senate, and then he ultimately became chancellor of UMass Amherst. Which your mom was a professor M- at, my right? My stepmom. Yeah, stepmom. She yeah. was there under him. And uh, but, but I mean, growing up in Boston in this era, I, I was extremely aware of yeah, the goings and 80s on and- of Whitey Bulger, and like when he they refer to him winning the lottery, which was really just a photograph and a montage. And he actually did win the lottery. He did though. win the lottery, and, and they don't dive into that at, at all. They don't even talk about it. They're like, it's here's a photo of me with the the lottery thing in the paper. It was like in the paper. Yeah, they they focus on the story between these two men and how that all went down. How they did sort of. T- I mean, how the FBI ultimately got the young Julos, but they don't. They what I really object to objected to is the fact that they didn't really showcase the city of Boston in the way that it really needed to be showcased because it it could have been any city like where this took place. Yeah. And we've talked about other movies like Departed in the Town and Gone Baby Gone that do a really good job of showcasing like Dorchester and the south of Boston and fucking Charlestown and like these right. specific areas of Boston that are well, like the Irish, the poor white Irish in Southie Mafia, and, yeah, and how much the the Bob. city and the culture of that part of the city created Whitey and like yeah and that's what we want to see. It's like this is his surroundings or what like made him, and you want to see. Him and his brother before growing one, up. One I goes see politics, them as kids. one goes crime. Like that's a real story. It sounds like a Grecian tale. Like, yeah. you know, it's like it's an unbelievable story. And yeah. then the best the friend who becomes an FBI. Like that alone to me is one of the most fascinating like American tales. Right. Like of, of American history. It's so American. The Irish immigrants settling yep. in a certain place in a certain city and then working amongst each other and the no snitching and it's all very insular and incestuous mm-hmm. and it all takes place in like back bar rooms and shit. Right. Like, we're saying it's not like uh, penthouse suites and boardrooms and no. shit. It's fucking like you know bars. Yeah. And like fucking. And they showed that a little bit. I mean, they showed they, a little bit. But Scorsese did a much better, better job telling this sort of story. Or like sort Monument of, Ave, like that the, movie, the part, Monument Ave. Yeah, with Dennis Leary. Yeah, and call him uh, call me. Yeah. I love that film. That That's was so much a better. Really good depiction of that slice of the city and i just they didn't i mean depp was pretty good i thought joel egerton was was the the star of the show his accent i mean i'm not from boston but i've been there and like his accent seemed more authentic than even in like the fighter even in like he has like the sort of like the muddling of the words and the Mm -hmm. sort of like 
like the way he sort of puts them together and like it's sort yeah. of muddled and so it's like it's not just that a Boston accent like he like he really yeah, like Cumberbatch's Cumberbatch's like, was cartoonish yeah to me. It like was. how you doing now Shannon it's like <laughs> what like that's that's it so was. bad it's like Kevin Bacon wasn't doing it Deb he sort tried. of did it they all tried and he did it, it doesn't know, he work tried Mystic but River then, then Joel Egerton comes and he's like fucking doing it so well it's like outclassing these it was, guys well he was outclassing them from an acting perspective I, you know Deb did the accent pretty well pretty he well. slipped a couple times but he did okay being having grown up there I'm very critical of people who try to do that accent because well, nobody can do it well native Bostonians are like super like this our town this our language this our accent they're super like you know partic- particular yeah. I, yeah, which makes sense you know the it's Boston like, accent and I will say the Baltimore accent or the two toughest American accents mm-hmm. to do you know the Baltimore accent I can't even do it it's so tough to do that accent I couldn't even give an example Barry Levinson's films like Diner Tin Man they all have that accent like, yeah it's a specific well, accent and Hairspray but John, yeah. John Travolta does it really well as the John white T? the mother in um in oh, hairspray. accent. Yeah, it's sort he of. He does a, it really well. I cannot do it, but that is a tough accent. accent. Yeah, but it, then it goes but into Chicago. The, ooh, yeah, there's yeah, a weird, oh, yeah. I can't do it at all. Don't you know? But then, then that's sort of like fucking Fargo. It's like, it's, there's a balance. It's, a, it's yeah. a balance. It's a really tough one to do. And Boston's like almost impossible. Nobody can do it. Well, everyone can sort of do a New York accent. Right. Like most guys can, actors can get a New York yeah, accent down. But this is not the same. Boston is tough. Joel Egger can ki- like, kills, kills it. it. And like just when he's doing uh, a dialogue with the other actors and other scenes like with Cumberbatch mm-hmm. and with like the other FBI agents or Corey Stoll doesn't really do it that well. Oh, like, he doesn't do it hardly at all. Hardly at all. No. Hardly at all. And these guys are all good actors. It's just good this, actors. that's that accent. And then Joel Egerton comes in like he's like this fucking townie guy and he's trying oh, to give him the Red the Sox the tickets film. and yeah. he's got the gold Rolex and he's shit. Perfect. He was yeah. he outclassed everybody. He did. Like, he, he did. To me, man. he stole the film in terms of I, I thought his acting well, performance his was the performance best. Was better than the film, even. It like, was as, he, as it was whole. way better than the film. The I think film that guy is really unsung. I got to tell you, I think he's one of the best actors. He out is, there him today. and uh, what's the name? Fassbender. Fassbender. I feel like and Tom Hardy. Yeah, are like really three of the doing best, it. and they're all fucking English and Australian. Yeah, go figure. Well, Fassbender's Irish, and he's Irish, yeah. English, Irish, and Australian. Go ahead. You know that's yeah. really real cool to me. Like it's interesting. Yeah, you know, the export. Uh, I mean, there was a couple really cool moments in the movie. What I'd say because I can't the violence. I feel like the coolest moment was when. Johnny Depp went up and like confronted Joel Egerton's wife because she was like that was, hiding. That was the one chilling moment of the yeah, film. where you feel like this guy is Whitey Bulger, like this, yeah. like he's rubbing her face, like oh you don't feel sick, and he's like grin grabs her neck yeah, a little bit, that was and like creepy. it was creepy, it was chilling. But outside of that, you know, there's you know stereotypical mob violence, but that story's so unique that they didn't really do it justice because mm-hmm. when you look at all the other mafia movies that it's going sort of up against and like. Like once mm-hmm. you're a part of that clique or that family, Goodfellas, Casino, right, Donnie right. Brasco, you better bring Departed. It. Like, yeah, give us something yeah. new. Otherwise, like, I'll, I'll just go watch Goodfellas right. again. Or Departed, which I'll is a Departed. better, you know, spin on this story. Which is essentially Whitey Bulger. Sort of, yeah, it was loosely Nicholson based. is essentially Whitey Bulger, essentially, you know? And, uh, and, and, like, the supporting cast in The Departed was, like, much so better. Good. Well, I, I mean, I thought that the, with the exception of Dakota Johnson, who was... You know, oh, completely outclassed in this looks film. Foolish, but like everybody in the the supporting cast were good. It's just that I don't think the movie was as good as them. And and Depp was no, good. The but script I, wasn't I as good. I don't think he was 
brilliant. Well, the overarching storyline, I just feel like you could make this story again. I feel like this is Yeah, isn't I'd the, like to see them make it again. It's not the consummate, like bulger story to me no they could make it again and they could do it they could do it bigger give it a bigger scope i wanted to see him in alcatraz like why would you not do that yeah he's fucking served time in alcatraz i know the real alcatraz and they did they just graze uh, or fucking glaze over it with the old lady like how are we doing it from alcatraz and he's like that's been 10 years now it's like oh, show that us scene that. that they show in the commercials show yeah. us why did you not show us uh, him getting on the fucking rock and then getting off and then coming right. back to the old neighborhood and like reasserting himself into the fucking you know like yeah. what was that about how did he get to alcatraz what was the crime like, see i would i care more about seeing the three of them as little kids well they could have done that too though yeah. they could have done a goodfellas thing henry hill ray Liotta, or a where, mystic river mystic thing. river thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. mystic river yeah they could have done that they could have done that and i would have liked to see that because it's, it's interesting man yeah that would have been They're i mean brothers. it almost felt like the director well i don't want to do what others have done but it's like sometimes you have to but you have to put your own vision on it yeah. i didn't feel like the vision of this film was that uh, inspired inspired or charismatic or original or, or yeah you know well, there's something missing well to, to say that though to be like oh i don't want to do what there's done and then you put out a movie that is just like white noise among other right. mob movies it's like well then you might as well have tried to do that other yeah. stuff that you find to be cliche if that was the reason for not doing and then it i'm speculating i have who knows no what idea it is. Yeah, why they didn't do that the script a lot of times movies do that like oh no i know we have this huge interesting story but we're just gonna take it down and reduce it to like this small like segment of his as life you know yeah. and just really focus on that and dive into it and, and then sometimes it really works because right. if you can get into the mind of whitey bulger which i really feel like we didn't we did not really get no no well the picture that you found on reddit with him Was in the 90s more interesting as than the whole a film. tourist in a mm-hmm. in a jail He's bird in a, a outfit jail bird outfit <laughs> Behind plastic bars with his girlfriend at the time, and it's the like one 19, he escaped with. Who lived in Santa Monica? 1996. Yeah, yeah. In Santa, before they probably moved to Santa, or probably they, probably were on they route. went up there. They were probably en route. They go up to yeah. San Francisco for a fucking vacation. Yeah, maybe. And they were posing on Alcatraz in Alcatraz yeah. as convicts. Yeah, as at, but at, tourists. At like, they were with there as like tourists. one of those cheesy tourist pictures, yeah. like the brazen the fucking balls of that balls man. Yeah, to go back to his like, and nobody saw him. Nobody caught him. He wasn't caught till for another no. seventeen years. And like they didn't even like. I didn't get that from this movie. No, not at all. You know, like that picture. Like that picture alone, I found more like dynamic. Than well, the whole more movie. insight into who he was too. Yeah. I mean, the guy, he was a very bad man, and, and they I, tried to like make him an antihero. They kind tried of. to make him somewhat more sympathetic. I mean, Johnny Depp even spoke in, in interviews. My friend Eric uh, Griswold, um, shout out Eric, was mentioning how he saw an, uh, a um, interview with Johnny Depp where he talked about um, trying to make him kind of have a sincerity and sympathetic. And Johnny Depp never met with Whitey. And I don't think he, like, I, I, I don't know, I don't know who would want to make this guy sympathetic. Like, there, I, And I've heard the director talk about it too and just kind of like, well, you know, we got to get, there's got to be that scene where you show the humanity. The, I, don't I don't think, think this so. man had any humanity whatsoever. Him, him personally, no, he and was that's like, where I'd want to see him as a little kid. Well, and they introduce it like, yeah, show him as that like psycho where kid. Where did it go wrong? Torturing or animals or what did he do? Freaking the omen as a child. Yeah, Who knows? He might just I don't be know. bad to the bone. Because at the end, his brother. at the end, the guy says like, what was your relationship with Whitey Bulger? And he's like, just strictly criminal. Strictly criminal. And they show yeah. him walking out of a church with the hat and the long trench coat. And that was a cool moment. That was a really cool moment. And that sort of conveyed 
some of the stuff that we didn't get from the whole movie but that moment it's like take that moment and go go that route right where it's like this man is not good no in any way no. he's a survivor and he's a fucking like rat and yeah, he's and fucking, he's on top of it. He's a rat. He became a rat. Yeah, like, so he, which he considered to be the worst of the worst. Well, yeah, he's like, you know what I do to rats? I bury them. You yeah. know what I mean? And like, that's all that goes. That's like the street, code of the street, and like Irish, Irish hoods, Italian hoods. Like, you don't, you don't talk. You know, you, yeah. you keep your fucking mouth shut. And it's just funny that they, you know, that was such a cool moment. Strictly criminal. Like, I don't. I think it would have been cooler if they never gave him a, a pass. They never gave him a break to show his humanity like yeah yeah you know he's fucked up but he doesn't want his son to be off life support and that whole scene where he goes after her like you could even do that you my son my boy he's like talking to his wife and she's like fuck you fuck you like you don't you know go fuck yourself yeah go fuck yourself it's like nah i don't even buy that like i don't even you know well because there was no setup like i i i feel like we desperately needed to see the story of the three boys in Southie and to showcase what it meant to be three young boys with no money in Southie in the 1970s, you know, growing up. Well, and that was one of the coolest moments for me was the beginning of the scene with John Connolly, uh, Joel Egerton's character is going to meet with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's character, Billy Bulger. Right. And there's this sort of uh, like uh, like monologue sort of overlay. And mm-hmm. he's like, you know, when you're kids in Southie, everyone plays cops and robbers. And then when you grow up, we become cops and robber. You choose a side. And then sometimes you don't know which side who's playing or which side. Like when they were kids. Like yeah. when they were kids. Cause you, and so it's like, it's literally, they play it as kids and then they grow up and they play it as adults. Yeah. You know what I mean? True. And yeah. so that was good. That was good writing. Like I yeah, liked There were that. moments of good writing. I liked well, that specifically. Yeah. And I feel like that fucking, you know, fray or like that sentence uh, could have been, dived into more dived into more yeah absolutely because it's like show us that too man I agree show them yeah. like why would why did Whitey Bulger lean to being a, a bad his brother a go robber. the other way yeah, yeah. and why then John we... Conley went the other way but yeah. yet the lines were so blurred because I'll tell you because John you know, Conley's a criminal he's a criminal but I'll tell you this too having grown up in the city and seen the whole thing unfold with Billy Billy was pretty was considered very corrupt. I mean, he was like super powerful politician, but a lot of people thought he was corrupt. And he ultimately ended up st- having to, having to step down at UMass down. because they determined or they they thought that he knew he helped harbor his brother. I'm well, sure to he me, did. Everybody fact, knew he the did. The fact that he could even hold office when your brother is like unknown. Oh, that was always criminal. talked about. Like, how could yeah, that, not that was be? constantly talked about. And it seems almost like Chicago, the it, corruption it in Chicago was, and shit. Yes. I mean, this... Like, your brother's the most known gangster, and you are holding office. The most known gangster. No one talked about a gangster more than, than that guy growing up. And, right. Like, and the fact that they took... The, the Italians were, you know, kind of taken down by the Winter Hill Gang, in it, just so to speak, was hugely significant. Fuck and yeah. none of this stuff was really... Like, as a Bostonian, I felt like they really shortchanged us in terms of showing the backdrop of the city and really that what led up to the creation of this strictly criminal guy. Yeah. And, you know? and the community, man, like and, how and he the affects the community. All the people he yeah. killed. Yeah, man. He killed a lot of people. Yeah. And there was like some, a couple cool, like wax scenes where, you know, they fucking go take a guy out, the highlight guy and at the fucking tennis club. Yeah. He just walks oh, up on him. I guess there were cool wax scenes. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. It was okay. There and, was uh, nothing that re- like uh, literally with the exception of that scene with Joel Egerton's wife by the, also a good actress. Very good. She's from Boston. I forget. Right, don't you said that because I'm like, oh, head. she was so much 
much better than Dakota Johnson. And she, you're like, well, well she's from she, Boston. Yeah. She has the accent down. But she's she also has, a legit actress. Yeah, too. she's very good, actually. I yeah, her performance. Was, her performance was very convincing. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that scene where he is, you know, kind of that was incredibly creepy, and he's that like was the one her. that sort of like stands out. Yeah, he's checking he's her. Checking well, her. because we should say what happened. She she's suspicious of this guy he's like why are you why is he at our house this is guy is creepy he's like i gotta do this to keep the relationship he's like you're eating burgers and steaks and beer at our house with whitey bulger this isn't like keeping the relationship like you got a new watch you got a new suit you got a new car in the driveway and she's used very successfully as a vehicle to show her husband's down walk to the dark side yeah Yeah. he chooses a side he chooses a side and he goes and he he pays for it and he pays for it absolutely and um um, so they're all there, and there's another FBI agent who's also sort of wrapped up in this, Yeah, he too. gets wrapped up, and then he t- cops a plea. He cops a plea. And everyone kind of gets off, except for John Connolly and Whitey Bulger. Oh, yeah. And he but kn- all the other, like, that guy that killed 20 people, he's, like, walking the streets of Boston now, because right. he copped a plea, did Oh, yeah, years. that one guy who did all the hits. All the yeah. hits? He killed, like, 20 people. Um, oh, and Adam... Julian Nicholson is the actress. I forgot he was um, even in she this. She was in August Osage County. She played... Uh, Julia, uh, Julia, I didn't see that movie. What's her face is oh, Julia Roberts' sister, but she um, that scene w- is very effective because she's decided I'm not going to sit at dinner with these guys. Yeah. So she goes upstairs and her she's husband says, "Oh, book. she's sick." He and he's like, "Oh, she's sick. I'll go find out. I'll go check." And on he her. goes up. And she he even kn- says she, as he's going upstairs, he's like, I, "I mean, she's sick. She's not sick. I mean, she's not." And he's like already going upstairs. Yeah. You know? And and Joel Egerton lets him do yeah. that, which is like, would you? If my husband did that. I'd be like, "Fuck you, asshole." Well, she ends up. Lock, yeah, changing she ends the up locks? changing the lock. She's pissed about it. But he comes upstairs and she thinks it's her husband, and she lets him in, and he just is like really creepy. He's and like, hey, you're right. But it right? shows you that he's really Egerton character just just gone down this road Mm -hmm. that he can't return from and that's where the origin of the three of them as kids would have been really interesting because clearly he was enamored of whitey as a child he's like i always looked up to them yeah you know so they were a bit older than him i always looked up to those guys you know in that sort of thing so yeah and he once he, he's in too deep too. He's, he's like, in too deep. Letting Whitey Bulger run his household. Yeah, thing. exactly. Like, well, and that was the most pivotal. Piv- pivotal. Pivotal. Pivotable. That was the most pivotal. Pivotable. scene, uh, and and the one that really stood out. I can't really draw out many other scenes that I found super compelling. I'm trying and then to the think. Whole other thing, to think. Well, the, uh, just another thing that I felt was sort of, uh, you know, disserviced was the whole IRA connection. They sort of which touch on another, it. Which was a big thing. Which is yeah. fucking so huge. Like, he's helping the IRA get weapons and shit. Like, In tell the us 1980s. The, tell us that story. Yeah. Tell us more of that story. I want to see what the fuck. Like, yeah. the IRA fucking civil war in Ireland. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And he's, like, funding it and helping support it out of, like, At respect. A time that was, couldn't be more volatile. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know... And and it's that whole like old country respect yes, thing, and they have yeah. the Irish guys come like, "Good to meet you, Whitey." Like, "Oh, thanks for helping." Yeah, we the won't cause. forget you. We won't forget you, Whitey. Yeah, and it's like yeah. fucking tell us that story. I know. Holy shit! I know they he, missed the mark on a lot of things. They they touched on things, and then and they just leave, it. and then the one guy's a snitch, and they get him and kill him. It's like that's all we got from that whole story. Oh, and that scene. I mean, and I'm not saying I like to see lots and lots of violence and stuff like that, but when we've had 
the Sopranos, and we've had yeah, Sopranos. Tony Soprano cut off Ralph's head and put it in a bowling bag. I mean, like yeah. like things that, and the casino scene with, with the vice when they dump him and his Pesci and his brother in the ditch. You yeah, know? like there are things the that field. are so. I'm not saying it has to be excessively but violent, but you want to feel but it. There's something where you have to be kind of almost shocked yeah, into being be reminded shaken. that this guy's a bad man. Well, when he kills the guy with the rope. I would like in that scene that when uh, Johnny M fucking Joe Pesci puts the guy's head in a vice because it's like a weird small torture scene. But the Joe Pesci scene is so much scarier, so much scarier. and so much more intensity. Well, that's Scorsese too. Well, yeah, but, but yeah. that's what we're talking about: apples and oranges yeah. here. Because like the the Whitey Bulger scene where he fucking basically like strangles him to death with the rope. You're sort of like, yeah, okay, and okay, it's scary and it's, it's violent, happening. but it doesn't leave that same like, oh my god, this guy's head is in a fucking vice. No, they're popping his eyes out. I of his know that. Was you know what one I mean? Of the like most horrible scenes ever. Ever, and I, you still remember, still remember that, like, it. Yeah. Fuck, like fuck. You know, and I didn't yeah. get one of those moments with this, with this movie. Why yeah. pulled the there, there wasn't. There wasn't there really. There wasn't any moment like that. No, like there's some you know back of the head fucking gun to the head stuff. And but, but it, it was like nothing. It's like whatever. I mean, Donnie Brasco had a more memorable scene when Johnny Depp was forced to cut. To and cut that's Johnny the guy Depp. Up. Yeah, yeah. And he had to cut the guy up in the basement. And that was intense. I'll never forget that scene. That was. Horrifying, yeah. Yeah, that was intense, man. That was fucking super intense. Right, and, and again, had I'm not scenes like that. You the know? Departed absolutely had scenes. Well, the what the Departed had so much more. I mean, it had the charismatic character at the helm, which was Jack Nicholson, but also yeah. it had surprises and twists and turns in a way yeah. that that this didn't. It was more of a narrative, really. Frankly, the story yeah. had a more compelling narrative. Well, Scorsese's have have this sort of epic feel of like a sort of odyssey like the goodfellas felt like a mobster odyssey even wolf of wall street felt like a fucking corrupt wall street odyssey you know what i mean like yeah. there's oh, spanning absolutely. time and character development and, and that's a and good stuff. example almost more although the henry hill story is true goodfellas is a true story yeah, so like and, and so is wolf what what scorsese does geniusly is one he has a great editor and he has a great he has great writers around right. him but and he's an amazing director but he ta- he believes in the narrative in a way with a biopic that uh, that not everyone does when you do something when you do a real life story you still have to have a narrative that is if it's a story on itself you know yeah, you're not a, just doing odyssey, a biography like you said. yeah it's not just some biography of a guy's life no because like, then we'll just see the documentary yeah. which was frankly better than probably this better yeah, yeah right it is better at least you get more information yeah and they talk they dive into stuff more real events and stuff yeah yeah they yeah this movie just didn't do the story justice it is one of the most interesting american stories of like yeah. like crime or not crime yeah like, you know he was the number one fbi most wanted until osama bin laden kicked him off they didn't the even list. they didn't even talk they about didn't even that. talk about that he was literally for 10 years number one on the list yeah, yeah. and that's in itself and i also thought it was weird that they didn't show him and his girlfriend leaving together and she just kind of disappeared was it the same girlfriend that well, he had the kid with i don't even no, know maybe not it's a different girlfriend and they didn't try maybe her scenes her. got cut out because she was like she was in so two bad. scenes yeah 
<laughs> well, Adam Scott, like he had like two lines. Oh yeah, I forgot he was. He in was that. even in it, right? Because yeah. maybe his scenes got cut out. Because like he was okay, but he was not even in it enough to judge if he was okay or right. not for real. Like and he's Skarsgård like, look at this picture. Was in it. Skarsgård was good. Skarsgård is is good. Is good. He's one of the good. He's ones. He's fucking real good. Yeah, he did a good job as like the, the unstable. I don't know what he didn't do it at all. Was. He was, was trying to do some weird accent. I don't think he even was. It was just like the Skarsgård smarmy voice that he does. That's sort of his go-to. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. So I should be the sort of disciple of Malkovich voice. It is. It is a disciple of Malkovich. (laughs) Yeah. Where every accent just sort of sounds like John Malkovich. Yeah, because he's got a John Malkovich stink. Fucking John fucking Malkovich. Kind of like Christian Slater had a had a Jack Nicholson stick. Yeah. Uh, Skarsgård has a John Malkovich. 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 John Malcolmore. Tongue twisters. John Malcolmore. <laughs> the rapper. John Malcolmore. John Malcolmore, the rapper. Mal- Malkovich. Yeah. So, I mean, when we, I feel like we had a big expectations for this. And then I read some reviews and was like, meh. And then we saw it and we were like, okay. I've now come around to the point where I'm not going to doom it on our scale, yeah. but I don't think it's worth more than a 6.5. Well, that's the funny thing, because when we left, like we get, I was like, yeah, it's like a 7.5. And then now, like the more I think about it and the more I sort of it revisit it in my head, it's like the, the, the score goes down. The score's going down. The score's going down, man. I give it 6.5. Yeah, like a 6.5, 6, yeah. 6.8, 6.5, really. Yeah, because we, we, we go by the halves. Yeah, we can do halves. Holes. You got to do halves. <laughs> yeah. You got to have halves. In there. So, uh, you know, see it I, if but this you is, want. Again, so we saw it in theaters because I wanted to see it, but this is like, wait to TV. Wait for HBO. I would have to agree with that. There's a stream. lot of films coming out, folks. I mean, so much coming out in the next few months. Yeah. If you are worried about budgets in terms of going to see movies at the theater, wait. unless you're from New England, in which case, you know, people really want to see this film, and I get that. But I think that you could wait for this one to come out. You could. There's just so many. Like, there's so much. There's like better television. You know what I mean? There's much better television. Speaking of which, The Leftovers comes back next weekend, and I can't wait for that. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's big news because just watching the promos, they're going in an uh, interesting direction. Yeah, they're going to Texas. Yeah, it's also a new direction. I was wondering, where do you go if you haven't watched the show? It's really hard to explain why it's so good. But it's you got to stick with it. I mean, they. how many people disappear? Two million people in the world? It's, well, it's a percentage. It's like 2%, 2% of, of the, the world's, world's population. population. Right. They so, just disappeared on one day. Yeah. So it's like 150 million people. Or, right. I don't know. That's it's, it's a lot, but it's not like a billion. Right. You know? But and this t- it, and it takes place in this town that suffered huge losses. Um, yeah. Uh, Justin Thoreau, who's Jennifer Aniston's husband, yep. um, is the lead. And he is... He was gypped out of an Emmy nomination. I got to tell you, he is genius in that role. Yeah, it's his like his his role role. It's his biggest role to date, yeah. and he really steps up and really fucking yeah is incredible is in it. He's really good, incredible. Uh, yeah, the supporting cast is incredible. The story is intense, man. It's intense, and so they're going to this like small Texas town where nobody disappeared, mm-hmm. and so it's sort of been like it's like a pilgrimage town. Where people are coming right. from all parts of the world to come to this. I think it's called Miracle Texas. Yeah, or something. yeah, so, I think you're right. And then, of course, you know, things get 
revealed. And Things are revealed. And it looks like there's new cast members. And the awesome English actor members. who was in um, 28 Days Later. Is he Scottish? He's Scottish, What's yeah. his name? I don't know. But he has like the um, sort of pointy nose and you. He and was in ears. 28 Days Later. He's been in many things. You would automatically recognize him. He plays him. the priest. Freaking brilliant actor. And he goes there too. Um, yeah, it looks like a lot of them go there because... Um, uh, Jamie Brenneman, who was judging it. Oh, Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. Um, Amy Brenneman's in it, and she's a part of this um, group where they all just wear white and smoke, and they call them, what do they call them again? Fuck me, I don't know. They're, um, the, the voice or the village or the fucking No, they have a the name, people. and they, they're the people that are kind of like, they're cults. They're that a cult. Letting yeah. people remember that this all happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and Anne Dowd, who's this character actress who plays the leader of the cult, is just one of the best performances I've she could have got a year. nomination sure she should have well Liv the Emmys Tyler's just happened right the Emmys just happened we should yeah we should talk about that um John Hamm finally won for Mad Men they do they give it to you at the very end <laughs> like Cranston got it at the very <laughs> end at the very of end Breaking Bad same with what's his Pinkman J- Jesse uh what's his name the character's name is Jesse Pinkman what's his name God oh uh Aaron, like Aaron, Dinkus. no, he got it once before. He's got, he Pond. got it yeah. twice, but it wasn't until the seventh and eighth season yeah, or whatever right. the fuck, you know. But yeah, I can't remember his fucking Aaron name. Paul. Aaron Paul. Yeah, yeah, Jesse Pinkman. Yeah, he got it. Uh, Game of Thrones broke records this year. Twelve Emmy nominations, the most for a TV show. Well, twelve like, Emmy wins, right? Uh, twelve Emmy wins. Sorry. Yeah. And it won for best drama, which we were kind of like, yeah. Finally, finally, a fantasy uh, show wins. Went one, and ironically, it was not our favorite season. Although no. we've been, we're big fans of the show. We cover it on our podcast. Yeah, um, it had one of the coolest moments of the show. The heart of the Battle of Hardom. But it was one of the weakest seasons of the show. It was. But I'm so glad it won. I think it deserves yeah, it's to win. Yeah, wins now, wins later, it still wins, you know? Uh, That's cool. Dinklage won again. Dinklage won again. Which makes me feel like he's won it twice, at least. Maybe three times. Maybe three times. Yeah. I feel like give it to Jamie Lannister. Yeah, Jamie Lannister. Give it Lannister. to fucking... There's a lot of people on that show a lot of deserving it. people, man. Yeah. Um, I feel like the Brits, they're so good that mm-hmm. they kind of get passed over it's like, like you're really oh good. you guys are all just really good yeah, jamie lannister is like danish or something yeah you're but right still yeah but, it still um, holds true they get yeah, the american like they give it to or what's her name wins too uh Khaleesi, Khaleesi. Or she isn't one but she gets nominated and like every year i don't think she should frankly well i mean we'll nominate cersei nominate she gets nominated she gets nominated. cersei does and you know who i always thought should have gotten nominated who never did was caitlin um, stark yes the mo- mother she, the, especially stark. the red wedding come yeah, on she could have gotten nominated yes, for sure man that whole season she was brilliant brilliant actress yeah she's real cool yeah so uh veep won best comedy show julia louis dreyfus yeah. won again i mean how many again. freaking emmys did that woman have they do that too they pick one they, person that, the emmys always does that and then they, they get, get it for four or five years yeah and then it's like okay next person yep. will be so-and-so for five years it's crazy yeah you know, you win it once. How many times are you supposed to win it? You know, you just keep being that good, I guess. Well, Stewart won Swan Song, but he's already won like a million Emmys. Yeah, he wins every year. Except almost. for last year when Colbert won. Which is great. But he did win again. Stewart won for his last season. Yeah. Sort of like, here you go. Yep. We're going to miss you. Here you are. Amy Schumer won something. Is she? Yeah, I think actress or, or writing, or comedy writing, maybe. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I feel like Key and Peele should have won something because it's their last season. Yeah, they could have won like something. Those guys, yeah, they're great. They're gonna yeah. go do movies. They have a movie coming out next summer. Well, and and 
one of them's uh, directing a horror film. Oh, that's cool. That was just announced recently. Yeah, those guys are good. Those guys keep busy. Those guys were doing something unique and different and funny, unlike well, SNL. I, yeah, they're actually <laughs> a lot of their sketches are better than SNL sketches, and they have been for the last few years, like pound for pound. Yep. And they're they're comedic, like duo. It's a tight. Yeah, duo, they're man. a duo. Yeah, like an, an old school duo, almost yeah. like you know the Smothers Brothers or like and Carl stuff Reiner like that. and what's the name. Uh, no. Oh yeah, Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, the Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah, fuck yeah, they they really did it, man. And it's cool. I like I like seeing collaborations work. You know, I like yep. seeing good collaborators do fucking uh, you know creative inspired stuff. I agree. I really do appreciate that. Um, I so uh, we also have. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead to discuss. Wah, wah. Wah. <laughs> oh yeah! I watched it with my 87 year old mother while I was in Boston. That's pretty. And cool. what a trooper she is! I got to tell you. Well, she's a fucking professor. I know. You know, like she gets, she's a genius. She's a genius. She kind of is a genius. She's a she's novel writing Phi Beta Kappa. Yeah, yeah. went to Harvard she's and got writing. a PhD. Still writing books, and she writes books, yeah. and she's a professor and a PhD. Yeah, she's a genius. Yeah, your mom's a genius. <laughs> It's, you know, yeah. they say uh, talent skips a generation, but, you know. <laughs> Thanks a lot. You know, yeah, that's my just, dad's a genius, too. Exactly. So it's both like you got two geniuses, geniuses both Harvard, both Harvard PhDs. Phi <laughs> Betas. Yeah, and you're like DeVry Institute. Uh, shut <laughs> up. Uh, that would be Boston University. Thank you very much. Just that little school. That little school called BU. Might have yeah. heard of it. <laughs> I'd have heard of it. That's yeah, so funny. Fear the what? But lucky for her, although she would have been cool about it, there were no zombies. Well, she didn't get a taste episode. of the show. No. She didn't really get and to I see was the show. Like giving her the whole background like, oh, so and everything. Cool. She's like, okay, okay. Well, because I was watching it with my sister, right. and I remember you saying that, oh yeah, I'm going to watch it with my mom and see how she reacts. And I'm watching with uh, with Alex. You know, we're watching it, and, we're like, and I just was thinking like this. This episode sucks. I know. Like, there's like, there's nothing <laughs> here did. that makes it different from any like homeland or not homeland, but fucking you know Southland or just a cop show or you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, and he's just like, this doesn't feel like. I realize I need zombies in the episode because last episode there was zombie action. When there's no zombie action, I'm kind of like Bored. looking at my phone, kind of like uh, like not. I'm half invested. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I maybe mean, I'm just like not that invested to the characters yet, so like I don't care about like. You gotta throw those. I mean, and the thing, Walking Dead threw us a lot of zombies before like and also it just really that but whole it's the, season it's was the so brilliant dead. the way like, they did you it you have to give us zombies man like, we're watching for zombies like, I guess we love like the characters of the walking dead because we know them and we're so invested but right. I've seen these characters for three episodes four episodes I don't want to see your morning jog you know what I mean like I don't want you know I want to see you sex in the car no, like, I, don't, I want you know, a zombie I, biting your head yeah, well if there's sex in want. the car and then like a breathing zombie on the side of the car like oh I want some I'm hungry man <laughs> you know because they talk they talk in this show yeah zombies talk uh yeah so i don't know i just did i was just i was sort of tuned out of the episode yeah it was a bummer it was a bummer there's sort of like little mysterious like oh there's a blinking light in the building yeah, across the yeah they kind of set up the inevitable which is the army's lying to everyone yeah. and she goes out see we don't even know the names of the characters and maggie goes out and fi- and sees all these dead bodies that were killed that weren't zombies, yeah, so they, they were just killed. killing people. We we don't we clearly there's some shit that's and gone they, down. They introduced like the smug 
cap army captain or our yeah, smug colonel hitting golf balls into right. like the corpses of the you know what i mean yeah, into the empty whatever. neighborhoods and shit yeah i don't know I, I can't even pick a moment of that episode that i was like but then that happened i Nothing, mean no, when she escapes no. and she's hiding under the car that's kind of cool there's the so. gun on the ground I, I guess i don't know what else happens i, I mean i like her or, well they get arrested so that happened the boy gets arrested because the girl snitched on him for being a oh, meth so addict the ex-wife, or a heroin addict. yeah the ex-wife is is pretending that she's a nurse practitioner and she's not and she's going around helping patients and then the real doctor shows up shows but she's up like and she's she knows she's not but she wants her to pretend and she recruits her to go to wherever they go where they take the really but the doctor's sick people. secretly evil the doctor you could tell is like secretly like governmental yeah, employee. Government, yeah. like i'm not here to fix people i'm here to like isolate and but she leaves with her and she leaves her kid well and then they arrest the fucking heroin at because like since you are a junkie you are deemed sick so you're coming with us and they take the mother with the with the leg wound they take yeah. them, so they take them to this but won't center. let the husband go no no and so they Ruben take them Blades, to this yeah. whatever fucking you know quarantine center place whatever and, that is and then yeah. the episode ends but i mean that was actually they left it on an interesting note where yeah, it's like oh shit the did. kid the kid gets like gun butted in the face and they're like and they arrest him and fucking hand, hand hog tie him and shit and right. throw him in the back of a van or an open that was truck cool, i guess i mean like, well there's two episodes left right so it's like yeah, you better fucking something better give us happen here yeah there be some giant outbreak where everything falls to shit and they're on the run. Yeah, I mean, and I think we spoke about this last time. We said, okay, it is interesting to see the origins of this, but I feel like you have to get to the meat faster. And they did that in the third episode. I'm like, all right, I'm into this. And then the fourth episode, sort of, they build us up and then they like make us wait again. It's like, oh, just give us zombie oh, action, no, please, please, zombies. I need to have zombies on the show. Right. It's a big part of the show for yes, me. That's I don't know why if you guys here. know. Did I don't you know, know if you guys know, but like <laughs> people are tuning in for the, the zombie, zombie action. action. Yeah, yeah yes. that's a kind of important to me. Kind of in as the a name fan of the show of zombies. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's kind of what I'm into is zombie. That's what got us to come here in the first place. That's why I watch Dawn of the Dead and fucking Night of the Living Dead and shit. I'm not just watching a show for, you know. these cool characters. I'll go watch. Give me cool zombie stuff. I'll watch it. You know, it's not like I just want to see like a new interpretation of The Walking Dead. Just give us zombies. Well, and I'll be on board for an apocalypto show, you know, like something that's like, you know, contagion or in all that kind of thing but that's not what this is supposed to be this is supposed to be zombies so right yeah like 28 days later there were sort of zombies but it was a viral outbreak you know so it's it's, there's essentially zombies but it's like a rabies virus you know right so they're gonna eat you but it's not zombies proper you know right a lot of different takes on the zombie idea and that was an exciting movie it was from beginning to end yeah Cillian Murphy Cillian Murphy's cool and And Brandon Gleeson yeah he's so good he he's turns so the good. drop in his eye poor guy god he's he's one of the great ones remember that film last year he did cavalry with the where he, yeah, the that was heavy. he got the confession saying he was gonna kill him well he was really good in uh the that tom cruise movie edge of tomorrow no what yeah was he's that movie? in edge of tomorrow he What's is edge he plays tomorrow? the captain Edge of Tomorrow yeah. is is that the one with the aliens yeah where the day he keeps reliving the that's day that's called edge of tomorrow yeah oh with uh, Emily Blunt. And Thomas Cruise. And Thomas Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Brendan Gleeson. Yeah, yeah, that's he's the movie. In that. Yeah, Brendan Gleeson's awesome in that. Yeah, he is awesome. He plays, he's like, awesome in everything. Yeah, he's, he's so good. good. <laughs> he was awesome in Braveheart. I mean, he's yeah, a good actor. Yeah, it goes all the way actor. back to Braveheart. Absolutely. And, and uh, Gangs of New York. 
Yes, he's he does. He's so good in that. Irish. We love the Irish. The Irish are awesome. I have oh, Irish, Irish blood. Yeah, no not deal. as much as I do. So I have like some. Not as much as I do. I have like half. <laughs> yeah, sure you do. Like half. Uh, so we'll see what happens this Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I want to see what happens. I'm just saying this episode on its own. I just want it own, to get good. Right. It has to. It's two episodes. You got to yeah. make it good for two episodes. You can't give us two hours of cool content. Two hours <laughs> before you go away for another six months. I know. Months. Come, on. Come on. I mean, we are going to get Walking Dead back very soon. As soon as this ends, boom, Walking Dead. Yeah, they planned that out. Yeah, of course they did. I feel like this is just like an appeltif for, like, <laughs> <laughs> for the Walking Dead. Not get- a very hardy one. No, it's a misbeast. It is like a little piece of lettuce. <laughs> Wrapped in lettuce. There's yeah. just caca in this lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, waiter. Wait. It's French delicacy. Uh, no, we I love caca. You're not supposed to eat. You just smell. <laughs> you just give smells between your meals. <laughs> <laughs> not for eating, Michel. Just for smells. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case. Okay. Uh, okay. I think I just Not smell. familiar with the French tradition. This <laughs> smells... Uh, just for smells, Michu. <laughs> oh, how uncivilized. He doesn't know about the smells. <laughs> we were Paris. You didn't know any French, but for some reason, you kept saying a tout à l'heure, which is not a phrase. Tout à l'heure. And you would like walk around the Eiffel. No, we were at Notre, Notre Dame, Dame and you would go, Notre Dame. a tout à l'heure, a Like walking down the street <laughs> with a baguette. Like and a beret, shitty American, yeah, like adopting French culture so poorly, so ignorantly, like ignorant. So I got a beret on and like a like a, one of those handkerchiefs around my neck and a beret over my shoulder. Eating <laughs> hey, French bread. Tout à l'heure. Bonjour, 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 bonjour. Fuck off, fucking fucking American, you jerky American, fucking American pig. Uh, bonjour, bonjour. I treat it like the fucking opening of Beauty and the Beast every time yeah. I step out. Hello, The Peter is in my bungus. <laughs> and little Johnny's uh, cleaning before the... Before we wrap it, I just wanted to give a quickie review of a film that I saw that you did not see called... I don't care. Tomorrowland. Which is now out on streaming, and it's the movie that came out this summer with George Clooney. Nope. And the actress who was in Under the Dome, and then she got killed off. More um, like George Buffoonie yeah. in this movie. And um, um, House, what's that British act? Hugh Laurie. Hugh, Hugh Laurie's in, in it? it? He is. He That's, plays kind of the cool. bad guy, good guy. Bad guy, good guy. Um. It's not good. Yeah, you said that. All this <laughs> it's money. It's not good. It's it's Disney and it's completely joyless. Mm. There's no fun to be had in Tomorrowland. It's preachy. There's nothing remarkable in terms of the effects that we haven't seen before. I can't even say, oh, but oh my God. Or like the Tomorrowland universe isn't like a it's, new thing. It looks like the Jetsons a little bit or like other yeah. things we've seen. Nothing really that interesting yeah it's it, weird when sci-fi doesn't hit the market like jupiter no. ascending where no one goes to see it yeah. it's like all this money in this huge scale universe and everyone's like i don't care well some people went to see this but i can see Not why a lot, though. It it wasn't got, a huge... i think it got like in the 60s on rotten tomatoes and i, I but did it make its money back like i don't think it was I'm, a smash at all people, it wasn't a smash it, was like it a wasn't a bomb whisper of a movie it di- i can tell you right now with the utmost conviction Fantastic Four, which bombed and was critically panned, 
is a far superior film and than Tomorrowland. Film. And yeah, and I sci-fi. like how they made fucking. Uh, it's always, sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, Fantastic Four was a sci-fi yeah, movie. Absolutely. That, that worked for me, yeah. man. I was. I yeah, liked we it. actually we liked that film. Well, I liked it. I liked it more than Pan. You know what I mean? Yeah. You give it eight percent. I would give it like seventy-five percent. Right? You know no, no, I mean? no. It was a good film. I mean, it got really panned. Uh, but Tomorrowland was a bummer. It was. A bu- I don't even think it's worth watching for on, free. I, well, for free, okay, but not to. Rent. rent not even don't rent even rent it. this film no that's it's a funny. bummer yeah so um that's that quickie review we'll have something up on the site about it as well and well, um, i want to give out a shout out to my new favorite shows teen titans go <laughs> i can't get enough of it isn't that a child show no it's not it was at comic-con people love it it's robin it's teen titans uh, right. it's teen titans and it's like sort of ren and stimpy it meets dexter's laboratory and the animations are cool and the voice acting is really good and it mm. reminds me of it reminds me of the sort of uh golden age of nickelodeon uh rocco's modern life and yeah, that was your little era. It was it's, it's funny show and it's Starfire, Raven, Beast Boy, Cyborg and Robin. All right. It's fucking funny, man. It's oh, cool. cool. And then shout out Rick and Morty. Got to watch it. It's funny. It's All well right. written and it's it's like it's a real cool parody on uh just science. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you like science, didn't you say it was kind of like Back to the Futurist? Well, I think that was the inspiration of the Rick and Morty characters. Okay. Like uh, Rick is Doc Brown and Morty is Michael J. Fox. Oh, okay. And but the, but Rick is Morty's grandpa, and they live in a house together. Uh, oh, that's kind of fun. It is fun, and he's this oh, crazy scientist inventor, and he always needs Morty like to come on these missions with him, going into like other dimensions. And yeah. They end up getting cut. Rick and he's a drunk and he's a mess, but he's a genius really? inventor. Oh, okay. It's really funny. That funny. Yeah, it is. It, they, they like these guys. Like, whoever writes it, they've done their homework. Like mm. they do a lot of like uh, theory of. Um, you know just uh astro- astrology theory uh-huh. and you know uh physics and stuff like whoever writes it is uh, was is an engineer or has a science background astrophysicist astrophysicist parody yeah it's very funny cool all right yeah so check that out check that out and uh we will be back with um there's a bunch of movies coming out um I will probably be heading to see The Martian, whether I'll Mr. come see SO it. I'll see it. it. Uh, yeah, it's got good reviews. It's got good reviews. The book is a favorite, yep. a fan favorite. So And so Matt Damon. Matt Damon. We'll Matt be back Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. And we'll see Crimson Peak. We'll see that. That'll We've be got, pretty cool. We, we did, if uh, you missed it uh, last week on the podcast, which you can find on our site, uh, heraldmodcast.com, um, we did a whole... Uh, upcoming movies for this season till christmas yep like the yeah the remaining months of uh, 2015 for god's sakes it's already almost october or it is october no No, it's not oh thank god don't say that yet but it is almost october nice you used to call me on my cell phone nice burp thanks i'm sure the audience appreciated that i'm gonna leave that in call me on my cell phone waste my time Trying to Watch go me back hit this high. and edit Watch that me out. Hit this high now. <laughs> I'm gonna leave Late you with that little gem. My love. <laughs> I know what the hell I bring. All right, folks. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time. Watch me hit this high note. Audience, faithful audience. See you, jerks. You are but jerks. Hotline, hotline bling. <laughs>